morning. Welcome to Startups and Scale-Ups with Dr. Sipa on EFM for Entrepreneurs by Entrepreneurs. My name is Dr. Siva Palan Vivekaraja, the co-founder and chief evangelist of Proficio. On this show, we will be speaking to entrepreneurs on their exciting journey as they grow from startups to scale-ups. And on today's show, we have with us Mazlita Mark Hassan, the co-founder of Recite Lab. Welcome, Mas. Thank you, Dr. Siva. So, Mas, um, to start off, tell us a little bit about yourself and about the company and a little bit about Recite App. Okay. Uh, thank you, Doc, for inviting me on this session. Uh, my name is Mazlita. Uh, can call me Mas. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Recite Lab. We are a startup. So what we do is that we have a product called Recite App. Recite App is a, is a platform for Tajwid validation or Al-Quran recital. So what we do is that we're like Uber, but for the Ustaz and Ustazah. So you get to, for people who don't have time to reconnect with the Quran, who doesn't have the time to go and see the Ustaz Ustazah, they can submit their recital on our platform and get them validated by our qualified teachers yes that's what we do so basically uh, if someone is let's say traveling or doesn't have time and if he's not sure whether he's reciting it correctly yes all he has to do is get to your app recite it yes send it off you will have an ustaz uh, or ustaza somewhere in malaysia or any other any other place yes and they will then tell them exactly whether they recited it correctly, what were the mistakes, and they will share this. So it can go back and forth a few times? Yes, correct. So what happened is that when we did our first validation, people like us, people like me, um, how we got the idea was, um, I was in the UK for a long time. So when I get... uh, came back to Malaysia, wants to reconnect with the Quran. And um, I have an Ustad who came to our house to teach my children. But I feel embarrassed to sit in front of him, you know. So I feel like, wah, misti ramai orang. Like maybe there's a lot of people that has the same problem, you know. Because as a Muslim, we read the Quran when we were young, mm-hmm. you know. And then you, you kind of like memorize a couple of surah. And then you kind of like forget about it, you know. Mm-hmm. You memorize and then that's it. So... I find that having this platform, um, I feel that I'm helping a lot of people. Right. Yeah, like you're saying, yeah, if, even if you're traveling, you can't be connected to your teachers, right? right? So what you do, you just record, submit it, and we have a, a lot of teachers around, like macam Uber lah, they have drivers, that can pick up your recital, listen to it, review it, uh, tell you which part or which phrases that you, you didn't pronounce right, mm-hmm. and then send it back to you. Mm-hmm. So the whole interaction is on a mobile platform. So how easy is that? Yes. So right. we provide convenience. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I guess as an adult, you might also feel embarrassed that, you know, you have forgotten certain, exactly. certain recitals, <laughs> or, right? And so you wouldn't want to go and ask the Ustaz because you would have said, didn't you learn this when you were young? Yeah. Right? So that, that was my first issue is actually having to... Um, Imagine having to sit down with your child, with my children, you know, next yeah. to the Ustaz. And they were like reading it really fluently. And I'll be the one, alamak tak ingat. You know, oh, I don't remember these words and everything because Correct. everything is in Arabic. So the platform actually allows users to um, recite freely because they remain anonymous. The Ustaz doesn't know who they are. Oh, so right. they just listen to the voices. Correct. Um, because that's all you need, right? You just need to listen yes. to your, your, yes. your pronunciation um, and get it done. So 
what I'm saying is that some people are saying that, oh, you know, it's better to go to see the Ustaz. Of course, it's better. But what we want to do is trying to get you to be confident, to mm-hmm. give you the confidence. Like you said, you know, you know, it's been a while since I last recite. So if you're confident using the app, maybe later you can just go see the Ustaz, sit in front of him and right. do your recital. So is is there a big market for this? How how many recitals have you had on the app so far? Okay, we have about 46,000 downloads since we launched last mm-hmm. year, which is not bad considering that we don't really do that much marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we don't spend much. So uh, most of it comes from the word of mouth. So from one single post on our FB app, uh, sorry, FB page, we have um Sort of about at least thirteen thousand shares just oh. on that one post alone. So That's the vi- yeah, the virality factor is is, is high mm-hmm. for things like this. I think. Um, so every month we have about eight thousand active users submitting mm-hmm. their recital, and okay. it's growing. Our growth rate is about 30% every month. Wow, that's been, that's pretty good. Yes. And and how many ustaz uh, ustazas do you have? We have about 200 uh, registered ustads and we are continuously um securing more. Um I've just uh secure one collaboration with Muslim Business Network. Mm-hmm. So they themselves have um sort of like a network of ustads and mm-hmm. ustazah not just in Malaysia but also around the world because a lot of these ustads they studied overseas like in yeah, man in jordan in egypt. in egypt yeah so we are trying to connect them to uh, they are trying to connect them to us mm-hmm. so yeah so that's what's been happening and um hopefully things will work well and if you look at the muslim market as a whole uh, our neighbors indonesia is a huge market yes what almost 300 um, 250 million, 250 million. and we counted they have about 80 million adult users mm-hmm. that have access to smartphone so that is a huge market 80 Correct. million um yeah so actually talking about indonesia dot um we are we 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 went there last year to kind of like to to um how do you say sort of like do a bit of a market access see mm-hmm. whether recite can you know um gain access to their to 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 indonesian people and i must say that they have been very very receptive of mm-hmm. the idea more so than here oh really yeah um the challenges here is actually trying to convince people that it's okay to recite using a mobile phone right. because of whatever factors that you have mm-hmm. like you don't have the time or family commitment or what not but in indonesia when we actually explain about the idea the first reaction so if wow fantastic idea mm-hmm. um how, how do you think of this mm-hmm. because i think they themselves um i was just meeting the the uh, a group of uh, people last week from indonesia they were talking about actually there's a lot of indonesian who doesn't know how to recite the quran I see. Yeah, so it's a huge market. Uh, I mean, is it because they didn't actually learn? There were no opportunities to learn. I, I think both. There's no opportunity, and also they're not like here where, um, in Malaysia, it's kind of like compulsory for the kids to go to the school agama, yeah, the agama school. Well, over there, is it's not. So it's up to you, really. So uh, for them, it's like oh, because of the the way they don't have like jakim, something like us, you know, um, I see. Okay. where. Everything is a bit controlled here. What right. over there is a bit more liberated, so they kind of are looking for something like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So huge market, and if we can, which I'm sure we will. Um, to, I'm sure you will. Of course. <laughs> 
entrepreneurs always very positive. Yes. Um, yeah. So Indonesia is our main uh, market. I, I guess like if you made it there, you can make it anywhere. You make it anywhere. Yeah. Uh, uh, Malaysia, you said is fairly well regulated. Yes. Do you have any issues? With the app in Malaysia, in um, terms of regulations, yes. do you have to comply with anything? When we first started, um, you know, when we were in CGP and now um, we got uh, coaches, um, our, our coaches was um, Aiza, one of them is Aiza, who's the MD of MadCat. Mm-hmm. So she actually, you know, like when you, you, you have an idea, you think that everything is possible, yeah? So Correct. you don't think about, oh, whatever hurdles, whatever regulation, whatnot. You're an entrepreneur after all, <laughs> yes, yeah? Yes, yes. You just everything you just go and you just do so Aiza was the one who told us like look there's no actually there's no regular um, sort of like this whole Islamic uh, thing is not regulated so as such the the, the government or the, the regulated body that's involved they use whatever they have in the physical sort of like material whatever they used uh, to yes. so they try to apply to the mobile to digital, to digital. Right. so it, it's kind of hard because you know in Malaysia if you want to print the Quran you have to get some clearance from right. KDN and whatnot. so when we at first try to do it mm-hmm. they want us to do the same thing while we like well, we're not printed, you know, we don't print anything. If we already have a source where it's already approved by you, why can't we just use it? Right. But right. their concern is more, oh, somebody might tamper it. Oh, we understand. So I guess now, um, like MDAC is doing so much, um, it's helping us a lot because of all the problems that we have. Mm-hmm. So they are actually uh, connecting us to Jakim, to... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, like, at uh, the high levels. At the higher levels to, to sort of like bring forward what are our problems or challenges Correct. as a company, as a startup that want to be involved in digital, you know, like... G- how do you say it? The Islamic digital economy or something I like see. that. Yeah. So basically, you can't put a digital copy of the Quran on your app. Unless you get it approved by Jackim or something like that. Um, actually, that's not entirely true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, somebody, someone always told us that actually that is allowable. But then you have some parties that say that's not allowable. You see, that, that's the that's thing. That's a problem with regulation, That's a problem with regulation. Right? You don't know which one to follow. Like, you know, if you do something or some, some entrepreneur will say you do first. Correct. You know, yes. Do first. You know that's that's yeah, why entrepreneur instinct. The phrase is uh, don't ask for permission. Yes. Ask for forgiveness. Exactly. Right? <laughs> right. So you just do first. But we try to be, of course, in accordance to the law and everything. And um, so yeah, um, I know that now they have uh, Jakim is working on a digital Quran that hopefully will be available soon. Okay. So we've already uh, met them last month. Uh, hopefully they will allow us to put the Quran on our on, app. Okay. Yeah. So that will solve the problem then. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so things are progressing in that yes, sense. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> that's good. But Indonesia, do they have the same regulations? No. No. So that, that's why I feel that it's sometimes it kind of like as an entrepreneur, I feel like I'm not welcome in this country kind wow, of with okay. what I'm doing. <laughs> well, the, the kind of resistance and the challenge that you have yes. is just greater. So you feel like... Why la so susah here, right? You yes. know, when you go to the neighboring country and they're like so welcoming, they say, oh, everything can be done. You know, you can do this, you can do that. You know, this is a fantastic app. Nobody, not like nobody, maksudnya, most of them, like majority, welcome you. Right. So you kind of like think, why? I mean, like, why things so difficult sometimes? Correct. You know? So, you know, in, in Malaysia, uh, in the last budget, 
the Prime Minister announced a regulatory sandbox. Ah, yes. So yes. in the regulatory sandbox, you can talk to regulators or such authorities to allow you to do certain things where the law probably doesn't cover it at the moment. Yes. So maybe this is an opportunity for you to, to work with authorities in terms of <clears throat> having a regulatory sandbox where you can actually do this, yeah. right? Uh, working with the authorities. Yes. Until they actually come up with the rules and regulations. Yes. So that's I, I, a possibility. Yes, I think, I think that that's a good initiative because, uh, like I said, maybe because uh, there's not many players in the Islamic um, app in right. our country. So probably there's no sort of like a sort of like a, a predecessor or something for them to base. Correct. So we are one of the first. I mean, we and we are very proud that we are one of the right. first, the pioneers. So whatever problems that we are having, whatever difficulties that we are having, actually can help um, to assist all these upcoming entrepreneurs. Those that come after Those, you. Yeah. yeah. So basically, yes. you are blazing the trail for yes. them. You're opening <laughs> up the doors for everybody else. True. So you know, the, the, the guy or the person or the lady that starts it up first always has the biggest challenge. Yes. Yes. Because you have to break through all the rules and regulations. Correct, correct. It's not easy. So you're not just doing it for yourself, Mas. You're doing it for everybody else. Oh, thank you, though. I, I, I would like to think that way. Um, it's actually when you deal with anything that has to do with religion, it's very sensitive. Sure. So it cannot be too commercialized. That, but at the same time, you know, uh, you also have to make money. But um, the, 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 the bigger purpose is... For, to contribute. Right. Yeah. It's to contribute to the Ummah. It's to contribute to the society. And like you said just now, probably contribute to the entrepreneur that's coming after us, yes. other entrepreneurs. Yeah. So, I mean, because you have such good intentions, you should never give up on this thing. Yes. Right? Never. Despite the challenges in Malaysia. <laughs> but let's, let's talk about Indonesia. Yeah. Right? Indonesia is more open. Yes. There are more opportunities in Indonesia. Yes. Uh, in terms of the progress that you're making in Indonesia, can you share a little bit about the progress, what you expect to achieve in the next one year or so? Okay, sure. Uh, we were lucky to be chosen to be in the Expand In program organized by MDAT last year. So we were there back in, uh, in April 2017. Mm -hmm. So from that one-week program, we met uh, a lot of people, kind of like people who... Um, I mean, potential collaborators. So it started off from there, and then we met one of the largest organization, the Muslim organization in the world, in fact. Mm -hmm. uh, and they are in Indonesia. I wouldn't want to name names, but I'm mm -hmm. sure you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so they have about 90 million members. Yeah, so wow. we've already, yeah, so imagine, yeah. That's like how many times Malaysia's population, exactly. right? <laughs> Um, so, uh, we've met them almost uh, four times now and in fact, they were, uh, some of their reps were here last week, were in Malaysia to mm -hmm. discuss further. So, I'm happy to say that uh, we are signing off something with them, hopefully, Wonderful. yeah, on the 20th of March. Wonderful. Yeah, to start off, uh, recite going into Indonesia with mm -hmm. them because um, strategically, it, it makes more sense to work with a partner yes. because uh, during our time in Indonesia, back in April, we are uh, only then you realize that actually there's a lot of uh, things that we haven't thought of, like uh, the cultural thing. Correct. Something like um, in Malaysia uh, with the app. Like I said just now, some people are very embarrassed to go, you know, to see the Ustads. Mm -hmm. Because then the Ustads know who you are, like, okay, you don't know how to recite, yeah? Correct. Uh, so the app 
only allow voice. Right. Yes, you cannot see the face. But in Indonesia, they actually want to see the face of the ustaz. The I ustaz see. wants to see the face of the reciter. Correct. Yeah, it's more on the trust issues. Right. Yeah. So those are the things that we learned when we were there. Mm-hmm. So then we decided as a you know as a partners to say maybe it's good to work with people who are already Correct. there. So they understand what are the cultural differences, Correct. what are the cultural barriers that we do not know, not aware of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because there are differences, right? I mean, yeah. um, although you, there are Muslims there, yes. there are Muslims here, yeah. culturally there are, there are some differences. Yes. You know, like you yeah. said, they want to see each other, yeah. right? So you have to now adapt your app to allow people to see each other? Well, maybe. <laughs> well, there's also issues with connectivity. You know, when if you, if you if, see each other, there is more like a video right. streaming, you know, Correct. and then the connection over there is not really good. Correct. And then it will cost more money for people to, you know, these this are all the issues. Those issues. Yeah. So we, we, we have to stick to what we are good at. Or, right. I mean, um, that could be an option. But Correct. yeah, so we. So people could choose it if they have yes. that. If they have that functionality, they could yes, choose they it. They could choose it, you know. Or by default, you you don't you, you can't see or you don't have to Correct. see the the face of the reciter or your teacher. But op, by option, you can turn it on. Yes. So that is a possibility. Yes. But for 90 million people, you would turn it on, right? <laughs> <laughs> of course, <laughs> for 90 million people, I would do a lot of things. A lot of things. <laughs> so. Tell us a little bit about your journey in terms of your fundraising, because okay. I think, uh, like every startup, right, yep. you need money yep. to grow the business. Yes. Uh, now you're traveling to Indonesia, doing a lot of those yeah. things as well. Share us, uh, share a little bit with us about your journey in terms of your fundraising. Okay, um, I think I've already shared with you that um, the biggest challenge that you already know also for us is actually to raise funds. Yes, uh, so this is because, like, um, like I say, Islamic startup is the new vehicle. There's not many exit stories, not many success stories. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the the the, the latest was um, Muslim Pro mm-hmm. last year. So um, the I mean the exit was like up to about 90 million dollars buy out yeah mm-hmm. so that is the first one so i guess that's like i said that's not um in the perspective of the vcs they they, they probably think us as a high investment risk you know because right. there's no one has um, not many success stories so Correct. but i i kind of like see sometimes they're missing the point the fact that we muslims is one of the the, the largest or the, the the most the highest percentage of growing religion in the world mm-hmm. so the market access is huge mm-hmm. so it's actually having to convince them that um you know this is um the the, the scalability or right. the potential of it so Probably we have to work more on that, mm-hmm. like you know, and then uh, if, like you said, if we can sort of like brace through the challenges and to prove that, you know, we are one of the first that is um, successfully managed to, you know, be successful in the Islamic right. um, app, then it will be easy for us and yeah. also the companies after us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I guess in terms of funding, it's uh, you should also be looking at investors who are not so focused just on getting an exit, yes, but who are focused more on you know building a market, for example. Yeah. So you you need to probably to look at the right kind of investors. Probably, yeah. And also, when you talk about religion, though, it's not just you have to find investors that's not too into the monetary. Right. Yeah, because it becomes very sensitive. I remember um one of these uh, 
teaching that I have. So the question was, um, the, the, the main principle was having problem with us making money out of the Quran. Mm-hmm. You know? So that kind of thing that we always get, while my, my, um, sort of in my defense, I say that, um, you know, yes, uh, Quran is something that is uh, supposed to be free, but at the same time, you should also value the service of these teachers Correct. while I did different from, from maths teachers. You know? uh, while I did different from people who teach you your, your children's sciences. So Correct. if you're willing to pay for that, then of course you're willing to pay for this knowledge. Correct. Yes. Yes. Correct. Yeah? So yeah, so it's not easy to, to find the perfect match yes. because it has to be more for the hereafter. <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. the pahala, the, right. the thing. Well, I think in any business is more about the money first yes depending yeah. on the investor though, exactly right? so the investor is looking for the pahala then yeah. maybe they would invest yes right? yes so it's getting the right investor as well yes right yeah um tell us a little bit about your challenges in in scaling the business okay because it's an app yes and as we know you know there are well i don't know how many million apps yes. out, on, uh, out on the app store and stuff yes. like that so what are your challenges in scaling uh, downloads and scaling the app itself? Okay. The challenges is always, um, like uh, like you said, that's how do you uh, distinguish yourself with all the other apps? Mm-hmm. So people are always, even now we have competitors, you know, people who copy the same exactly what we do. We we, we, we take it as a compliment right. because people only copy ideas. They yes. are good, right? You know, people who don't copy if it's crap or Correct. something. Exactly. <laughs> so the market is huge. So there's enough pie for, you know, for everyone. So the challenges is more on one, like I said in Malaysia, is changing the mindset actually to mm-hmm. to to convince people that it is okay to recite the Quran or to learn um, you know, to have your Quran validation via technology mm-hmm. yeah so a second is actually of course the funding so to scale you need money yes yes so uh, if you don't have the money is then the, the 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 and also in our the challenge for us is the, the thing I learned from you is the one metric that matters yes. <laughs> for us is actually the teachers. I see. Okay. So like Uber is the drivers, yes? Right. So the, that's the biggest challenge because we found out um, after I mean, a couple of months when we started doing our marketing and promotion that it's not hard to get users. There's a lot of oh, people okay. who wants to recite. Right. So our problem is more getting the teachers because... Right. Say you have a thousand uh, people around you, uh, I mean, in front of you. How many of you are qualified to be teachers? Correct. Probably just one percent or two percent, right? Yeah. But how many that one thousand Muslim? Everybody has to know how to read the Quran. Correct. Yeah. So early on, it was uh, the challenge was actually even until now is to get teachers, mm-hmm. teachers that are committed to it because um, one, they know they are doing this for the good of mankind. Mm-hmm. You know. Which is hard. Um, two is to find teachers who are willing to, to, as we scale, like now we don't probably probably have about 40,000 users, mm-hmm. yeah? But say you scale three times, four times, five times, yes. will they be able to keep up? Correct. Then I will need more teachers to come in. You'll have to scale your teachers four exactly. times, five times as well, right? <laughs> so are, are there enough teachers? Oh, strategically at the moment, um, we change. Um, I think as we go along, that's how, that, that's how we learn, yes? Mm-hmm. So that's why we are partnering with um, like uh, Aquan Centers. 
uh, institution like UIA, uh, Islamic mm-hmm. uh, International Islamic Universities, because they have ready supplied teachers. Ah, right. Yeah, be- before what we're trying to do, we were trying to do it all ourselves. We are mm-hmm. the one who go and and um. How do you say it? Go and source the teachers. Mm-hmm. And we are tra- the one who do uh, the verification. Well, we are not Ustazah. We are not yes. Ustaz. Yes. So people have issues with that. So the question that we always get, is your teachers qualified? How do you know they're qualified? I see. Yeah. Okay. Because they see you, they see me as a, a technopreneur. Right. I'm not a, a, a Ustaz or yeah. Ustazah. So... I then, me and Fairies, my co-founder, then thinking probably the best way to go about this is to work with people who are, you know, that the, the, the relevant. Right, people. already certified or exactly. already qualified. Yeah. So we actually pass on the responsibilities of uh, validating to them. So mm-hmm. um, we have a couple of our centers and also like UI, you know, came on board. So they do all the verification for us. Mm-hmm. So when people ask, we say, oh, all our ustads are verified by UIA. Mm-hmm. Or all our ustads are from uh, this Al-Bushra uh, centers in Semenyih. They mm-hmm. verify because they are, they are, they are Aquan Academy. So they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So we are the technology providers. Right. Yeah. So, so you become the platform. Exactly. Get, you get someone else to do the certification. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So that is the challenge. So as we scale up. Yeah. Of course, we have to think something, say, if the app grows into 1 million or yes, 1 exactly. billion users. So that is the next step, the most, uh, I think, more interesting part of our journey mm. yet, which is using data analytics and machine learning to mm-hmm. help, um, to, 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 how do you say, to facilitate this uh, learning. And we're doing it now. I believe we're the first one in the world who's doing it. That's interesting. <laughs> so, if I was to take it to the future, yes, could you actually have, a, for lack of a better word, yeah, a robotic, uh, you know, response to the reading? Could it? Could you? Could, could a user read it, mm-hmm. and you get it automated to respond on how it should be read? Yes. Is that possible? Yes. So that is the vision. The vision is. We are just not a platform that provide our uh, validation. Mm-hmm. We are a platform that actually analyze um, voice data. Mm-hmm. So we are actually um, um, uh, one of the first uh, startup in Malaysia that's been accepted into Google Cloud startup mm-hmm. program. Uh, yeah. So we were accepted in last year, right. around June. So they give us a lot of credits for us to 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 play around. I mean, to to use their technology, the Google technology mm-hmm. in machine learning, in deep learning, in yes, speech analytics. So we are able to do things like something uh, called Verse ID. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's like you know Shazam. Mm-hmm. You know Shazam app? Uh, Shazam? Shazam app, yeah. Yes, so Shazam is where you can um, sort of like uh, say one line of uh, lyrics in a song yes. and then Shazam will detect from which song which it comes song from. Which song it came from, yes. Yes, so we are able to do that for the Quran. Interesting. Yeah, so you can say one verse mm-hmm. from the Quran and the, the app will be able to detect from which verse it comes from. That's very interesting. Yes. So if, if if you can do that, then you literally can scale to a billion users. Of course. And you won't have a problem, right? <laughs> yes. Because yes. if you scale to a billion users, where yes. are you going to find the ustas to exactly. do this, right? So that is very interesting, though, because uh, when we were in Jakarta last year, we met this um, the, 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 the son of the founder of a big Islamic school called Gontor. It's a huge organization. So Dr. Ridlow, he's called. Mm-hmm. So his concern is saying that, If we are going through the the conv- conventional way of learning the Quran, of teaching the Quran, 
as we how do you say go into the future the gap will be bigger mm-hmm. the, the the number of muslims will be higher yes but the number of teachers will not going to be as you yes know, it won't grow as, as much or as, as fast as fast so you need the help of technology to bridge the gap right so having app like recite or a couple more that's our competitors are doing actually it's going through direction to sort of like um bridge this gap actually bridge this gap actually so we are very proud that we started something that that's really might cool. have an impact you know in the future of muslim people yeah. yes <laughs> that's really cool yeah i can just imagine if you have one billion users yes and you know you can do machine learning yes it'll be quite amazing yeah so it will sort of like it can tells you because of the data that we already have to say like for a certain verse we already know from which part which yes. which, which part that you're gonna you know how to say it salah mm-hmm. uh, get it wrong mistake, make yeah. a mistake yeah so before you get to that part you can actually highlight or, or already sort of like warn the users right to say that okay it should be like this you should you, your voice should be like you know like a uh, you should read it longer or shorter right. so these are the the, the thing that we can do actually with the kind of data that we have so i'm actually very excited for that's very exciting stuff yes yes <laughs> interesting yeah so mas yes. we've actually come to half an hour already yeah already <laughs> yes <laughs> okay. when you have a conversation like this it could go on for a yeah, whole hour i yeah. think you know um so mas it's been really interesting i mean i think your journey has been especially interesting because you are in a very highly regulated industry yes. uh, in some ways in yes. malaysia uh, religion is a very sensitive issue as yes. well so whatever you do you have to think about all the sensitivities yep. of the regulators yes. or, or of the people around the whole ecosystem uh, in terms of islamic learning yeah true uh, but i think you know if you can really do this well and if you make a, a breakthrough in this yep. it could be really significant yes yeah so yep. thank you Dr. even Amin. if you find it difficult to raise funding <laughs> You should still keep going. Yes. Right, because I'm sure you'll find the right people to fund you as well yes. in the future. Um, I, I believe that things happen for a reason. Yeah. The reason why we haven't found, you know, like probably you know we don't get funds now is maybe because they are not suitable for us for uh, for whatever right. that we're doing for whatever vision that we have. Right. You know, like you said, it's very sensitive. You we can't be seen too commercialized. Correct. We can't be seen too money grabbing. Yeah. Yeah. So you also have to find, like you said, you know, matching. Um, invest and share the same values. That's right. Yeah. That's so right. hopefully we'll find someone. Okay. Well, excellent. <laughs> so before we end, Mas, yep. if you have uh, a message or one message you want to share with the audience, yeah, in terms of your journey or anything else, yeah, uh, what would that message be? <laughs> one only. Okay. One, two, three. <laughs> For you, we'll do more than one. Okay. Um. Hmm. As entrepreneur, get used to rejections. Okay. Get used to rejection, a lot of rejection. Mm-hmm. And second is to persevere. Um, I think like um, I've learned a lot so far, and you already know, like you know, from where I'm coming from, yes. I'm being very comfortable, and then being put into this journey, and suddenly, you 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 have to. There's more than one message, right? So it's <laughs> okay. So it, it's actually. Um, trying to adapt to the situation, be persevere, and you started something that you know will have impact to the community, to yes. the to, to 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 the rest of the Muslim world. Probably not just Muslim, for everybody, you know, seeking spiritual knowledge or whatever not. Right. Yeah. So persevere, whatever um, challenges, 
as long as you know the, your big why, mm-hmm. you know your big why, stick to it. Never give up. Never give up. So first, what was it just now? Uh, rejection. rejection. Get used to rejection. A lot of it. And this one I learned the hard way from yeah. my co-founder because you do get rejected a lot and you do get demotivated right. along the way. And second is to persevere. Okay, thank okay. you very much. Thank Mas. you, Doc. <laughs> so we are here with uh, Maslita Madhasan, of uh, the co-founder of Recite Lab. Thank you very much, Mas, for being on our show. And this show is Startup to Scale Ups with Dr. Siva. You're welcome. And I wish you all the best. Thank you, Doctor. And every success. Thank and, you. And I'm sure you will persevere. I will. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs>